Priyanka, you are so... Priyanka, who's your one true love? Tell us the truth. I don't know how to answer this question without offending anybody. You literally anybody. just said you were marrying me. It's me. No. This is a controversial question, okay? You can't avoid it. Oh, aren't I supposed to be avoiding controversy? <laughs> What's going on? It is controversial, but it is also in- unavoidable. You- and the controversy is also unavoidable, to clarify. <laughs> anyway! So who is it? Anyway, speaking of true love... Twilight. I'll answer at the end of the episode. I need to. Oh, not Twilight. Hold on. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of true love, The Hunger Games. I will be answering this question at the end of the episode if I can think of an answer. Hello and welcome to Dear YA Authors, where four friends read and review books in the young adult genre, share our thoughts, and then rewrite them in an attempt to improve them. We're your hosts, Adriana, Priyanka, Aaron, and Sky. Uh, okay, and today we're discussing, okay. drumroll please, the quintessential dystopian novel of our childhood that led the way for tons of others and had us all questioning. Why was there a need for a love triangle? Why are there kids killing each other? Why are rich people? Why? The Hunger Games! Woo! Woo! I can hear the cheers from the Capitol as they're watching us. (laughs) Yeah, it's a funny joke. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha. You did a funny I attempted to do the whistle, but then it didn't go well because I can't whistle. (laughs) Were you trying to, like... Wait, I can whistle, but not very well. Wolf like, whistle try- at me? No, 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 no. Like, like the, uh... Yeah, like Did the Hunger Games, like Mockingjay whistle. I nailed it. <laughs> so hard. We're just talking, Wait, and try then again. there's Adriana whistling. <laughs> I was really trying my best. Okay, well, the Hunger Games. The story starts with Katniss Everdeen when she wakes up on the day of the reaping. When the tributes who will take part in the Hungry Games are chosen, her mother and her younger sister Prim sleep nearby. Her father died in a mine explosion years earlier. She goes hunting in the woods outside her district, District 12, with Gail, her best friend, who she has absolutely no romantic feelings for at all until later when she thinks maybe, maybe she does, guys. Maybe she does. Okay, It really annoys me when platonic relationships all of a sudden become... No, start over. In some cases, when it's not done well, it annoys me that when platonic relationships become romantic ones. Because, like, I don't know. It's just not good. And it seems like it's like a really big YA staple where they're like, oh my god, every single boy and girl friend always fall in love. And it's like, no, I've had plenty of guy friends. (laughs) Childhood friends to lovers is cute, though. That that one. I don't necessarily have anything against, in general, friends to lovers. But um, when it's clearly defined as, it's simply platonic, and then it's like, unless. But the unless doesn't happen in the initial like introduction. If the unless comes way later, there's your problem. 
Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's when the unless comes so, like, comes as suddenly. Okay. It's when the unless comes so suddenly because we've been talking so much about how how they're super platonic. Like, they're best friends, you know? And then they're like, but what if they aren't friends? But you're like, but why did you spend all that time pretending they are friends if they're just not going to be friends? The unless should be constant, guys. If you want to do really good uh, friends to lovers, what you should do is just talk about how close they are, how they depend on each other, yada, 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 but never and imply that it's really platonic, but never specify. So when the character's like, wait, I might have romantic feelings for this other character, it doesn't jar you so much. Yeah, exactly. You don't want like 180 whiplash for the character to be like, oh my god, they're like just my bestie for sure. And then the next day, they're like, oh my god, I'm in love with them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, regardless, though, that's probably one of my only qualms with this book. The world building was very nice. Very good. Yeah. Totally agree. It was immaculate. And I really like how everything is incorporated naturally. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not everything is just in the character's thoughts, too, because a lot of it is explained, but in bits and pieces, like, smoothly throughout. And, um... It's not entitled the character thoughts. I just said that, um, like in the later part when he, ex- uh, the who who does it? Who does the explaining? Hamish, maybe. Someone explains the origins of the hunger. Oh, it was oh, the mayor, I think. Oh Is no, it? it was snow. I don't know. Whoever yeah. does it, that's like also world building. But then it's done. It's like snuck in there, and you're like, Ooh, yeah. And then like she got us. And for example, when when she talks about like jabber jays or like things like that you get a lot of history of the world but it's in the moment and it's like vital for her to know those things because she's in the hunger games you know yeah and it doesn't yeah she doesn't sorry no you it's not like a break from the action where she's like i'm running away from fireballs oh look it's a jabber jay those were created by the capital like and she doesn't go on this huge like paragraph rant about jabber jays it's, yeah, like Priyanka said, it's in bits and pieces strewn throughout the novel, which creates some mystery as well, which is really nice and some intrigue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the next thing that happens in this marvelous book is that night at the reaping ceremony, the mayor gives a speech describing how the governments of North America collapsed and the country of Panem. Are you joking? A notification? <laughs> Dismiss. Jesus. That night, at the reaping ceremony, the mayor gives a speech describing how the governments of North America collapsed and the country of Panem rose in their place. A war ensued between the capital and the districts. The capital won, and as a reminder of their defeat, the capital holds the Hunger Games every year. You know, offering kids up for slaughter to rub it in someone's face. They lost a war. Oh yes, I would do that. All in good fun, guys. The mayor then introduces District 12's only living Hunger Games winner, Hamish Abernathy, who is piss-drunk, which gives PETA, (laughs) the other tribute, and Katniss, our main character, a lot of faith. Prim's name is picked, and Katniss volunteers to take her place. The male tribute is PETA Malark, as we mentioned before, whose family owns a bakery, and Katniss recalls how years earlier he gave her two loaves of bread, saving her and her family from starvation. 
They have not interacted since. Peta and Katniss say goodbye to family and friends and then head to the capital to train with Hamish, attempting to convince him to actually help them. Thoughts? Fun fact. Uh, the word Panem is bread in, like, some random language. I think it's Roman. Anyways, but there's something else. That's so weird because, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, there's something else in the game that's, like, or not in the game. Oh, my God. There's something else in the book that um, is reference to bread and circuses. So it kind of puts into perspective the... What's the English phrase? The, like, something that's, like, mirrored, kind of. What's the word? Does anyone know? Similarities? I guess, yeah. Um, It kind of puts into perspective the similarities... Of, like, people watching a circus and the people watching the Hunger Games because they both see it as... The parallels. Thank you. Adriana, you are very smart. (laughs) The parallels. Because, like, both are... They're both in it for the fun, but one of them is just, like, enjoying stuff. And the other person is... And they... One is just enjoying stuff and the other one is, like, literally killing children. (laughs) Okay, but that's so weird because you literally... The name Panem... It just made me think of bread, and I don't Panera know why, bread. but I just associate it with because it might pan be that. is a root. Um, I like I like Aaron. Why did I struggle with that? Oh, it's <laughs> fine. like Aaron said, panem <laughs> is Latin or Roman or something, um, and it's in a lot of other Latin-based language languages mm-hmm. where pan is like in Spanish, pan is the word for bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it's, other yeah, words. In French, That's it's the pen. word for bread in Japanese as well, because Japanese stole words from other languages. Japanese just vibes. Japanese. They really do be vibing. That's really interesting. You know, but, like, the Hunger Games is a concept. Do you guys think it's, like, it, like, makes sense what the capital did, or no? I mean, we had, like, gladiator fights in ancient Rome, and these aren't much different. And, I mean... History always repeats itself, and so you never know what could happen. You know, we could come up with the Hunger Games in the next 20 years. You don't know. Yeah. Well, also, the hunger, like, the gladiator fights weren't, weren't, like, as a reminder of something, were they? They weren't, like, a, like... This isn't a... The Hunger Games are, like, um, what's the word? They're reminding them of their control. This is just a tactic to keep them in control. Mm-hmm. Which could happen because a lot in a lot of dictatorships, um, they did do similar things to remind people of their control. Okay, and also the games are very much as they're as much about control as they are about having fun with the capital citizens because it's like a horse race. You know, you get to bet on the tributes and be like, "Oh, my tribute's going to win." They're going to get away from the cornucopia, and so. These people watch the games to be entertained and not necessarily to be like, ah, ha, 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 we are in control. That's true. I just find it really ironic that it's called the Hunger Games and the capital is literally called bread. Like, because a lot of it is, um, what was I going to say? Oh, because, uh, I'm struggling here. Because <laughs> Pina and Katniss are District 12, so that's the perspective we see it from, and they are in excessive lack of wealth whereas the capital is excessive wealth yeah so it also further you see like classism and wealth just differences 
Mm-hmm. Why am I forgetting all the fancy words? Uh, did, did you mean to say poverty at all? Yes, that is the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's move on. This is too much for me. <laughs> okay. So, um, at the Capitol, Katniss's stylist, Cinna, has her and Peta wear black outfits that light up with fake flames for the opening ceremony, making her very excellent and cool girl on fire. TM, TM. Yes. <laughs> they start training sessions for several days, which Katniss gets angry, angry, and shoots an arrow into a roast pig's mouth and angrily walks out, really making a strong impression on the capital. At the pregame's <laughs> interview, Peter reveals he's liked Kat- Katniss for years, and Kat- Katniss is understandably shocked. Okay, I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. First, the whole um, lighting up on fire. <laughs> Regardless, I feel like... Obviously, the Hunger Games is mainly, like, rather than to kill people, 50% of it is, like, putting on a show. You have to be the the coolest person out there, you know, in the Hunger Games. And, obviously, District 12 always gets real pissed on because they're the coal district and they're the poor district. But to do the fire idea, I can't believe no one else had thought of it before, but that's really big-brained to, like make her stand out also aside from like deep meanings it just sounds really cool and then also it allows for many fan edits where we play alicia keys in the background (laughs) (laughs) it's inescapable okay but priyanka you basically just said the hunger games is a reality tv show for the cat but that's what it it is is. that's what it's based off isn't it isn't it supposed to be yeah Okay, I was gonna say, in the back of the book, the copy that I read, which was a paperback, um, she, the author, I forgot her name. What's her Suzanne name? Suzanne Collins. Suzanne Collins. Great one. Excellent book you've written here. Um, she says that she was flipping back and forth between, like, war footage or something on the news and also a reality TV show, I think, with teenagers. Maybe a survivor. Something like that. And she's like, what if kids fought in this weird messed up game yeah that was a really Um, bad explanation unrelated question um so moving on to the fact that like Peta likes katniss first i wish this wasn't a bombshell i truly (laughs) wish it was like that would have been such a cold move to pull like man if you're trying to appeal to an audience why not go that route and for it to be complete bs like crazy good scheme why didn't he just go it really through with is. it instead of mm-hmm. for it to be true this novel could have been it would have put so much more it would have made the just the characterization i think it would have made them so much better so you really see how desperate they are that they fake a romantic relationship to survive i'm also really surprised that nobody's done that before i mean i feel like you don't you don't associate love and death, right? So, like, maybe it's not. I think you the first. But like, two, there's actually. the stereotype of star-crossed lovers. Bruh. Yeah, like the whole star-crossed lovers thing. I've never once associated love with death. Where do you? Is it because I've never felt love? Yeah. I felt maybe. love. <laughs> I I would you love me? No, I said I've never felt love. Yeah, but I don't associate. I wasn't the two either. You. I don't associate the two either. I, oh, I okay. Felt You're like, love. sorry that you've never felt love before, but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> I have felt love, but I still don't associate it. So you're right. Well, not like a date. I'm just saying, like the whole star-crossed lovers thingy. 
That's like Romeo and Juliet sort of thing. Yeah, yeah but that's but like that a necessarily tragedy. Involve death, does it? Like you can be Star. Oh yeah, lovers. Romeo and Juliet doesn't involve death. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, Starcross lovers as a general thing. You just have to be like. I mean, yeah, no. Or but like your past Romeo and- didn't cross at the right moment, so you can't ever be together. And it's more like the tragical versions of Starcross lovers. No, I'm sounding like Aeon of Green Gables. Jeez. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Romeo and Juliet, like Shakespeare. Started the whole idea of star-crossed lovers. I mean, I have no. Idea. I mean, I think that we're getting a little bit into the too into this. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> regardless, like I wish love. that I wish that he hadn't. It hadn't yeah. been real because that would have been so sicko mode. I'm, I'm serious. That would have been so bar. <laughs> it would have been Everything so was bar. bars. <laughs> What would you guys do if you were Katniss in that situation? Just wondering. If I was Katniss? If we were in the Hunger Games or if somebody if announced you were in they the liked Hunger us Games, on live television. What would you do? If someone announced that they liked me on public television, I would just be like, no. Be- but I would also feel really good about, good about myself because imagine how much someone would have to like, like how much of an amazing person I'd have to be for someone to like love me enough to tell the entire world that they love me. First, but if it was the Hunger Games, I would play along because he's thrown himself, but also me a lifeline. I'm a grab on his feet, man. You know. Why do you the thing is like though? That? Would you think of that idea if Suzanne Collins hadn't thought of it? Like to say no, that I'm you were stupid. in love with someone? Yeah, absolutely not. I don't think. I'm not that yeah, big. Yeah, so that's the problem. However, I mean, Hamish, if we're in this situation and Hamish is still there, and he's like, yo, <laughs> play up the romance. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Yeah, if, true. If, if it was Hamish's idea, then, yeah, that's what I, what I would do. But also, I might not agree to it. Like, if in my current life I had to do it, assuming that we're not allowed <laughs> to, like, contact people, I wouldn't want to do that to, like, the people that I do love. The my one true love, who I'm not going to reveal until the end of this episode. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't want to do it to her. Oh, oh wait. Here's a fun question. I would want to do it to her. <laughs> <laughs> how would you guys, like, play yourself if you were in the Hunger Games interviews? Like, what? Like, how would you portray your personality and stuff? Depends which district I come from. <clears throat> to be totally honest. <coughs> Are we all just Katniss's district? Sure, why not? I would probably um, pull a, what's her f- name? Joanna? Joanna who? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Joanna Gleason? Pretend to be really no, weak, that's... but then actually, yeah. I would pull that, and then I'd turn out to be actually. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, to be totally honest. Y'all thought correctly. <laughs> Y'all, I to be totally have... honest, I'd probably just hide in a tree till everyone else killed each other. Yeah, I would hide too. Yeah, I'd I would do my room. best to make myself super forgettable. But like, but like, I'd have to be entirely average throughout the all the games and stuff that they have. You know, the how good are you at shooting or whatever. You know, they like rank you. Yeah. I make myself solidly in the middle, then hide till everyone else has like died, and then follow the last person around while they try and think like who's left and then kill them and then i'd be i'd be victor yeah that would but be that's victor. the problem because no one ever forgets 
Because they they are like carefully counting down. Every single person in the Hunger Games is carefully counting down. Actually, just depend. Hope there's someone stupid left. Yeah. <laughs> Count on that. Yeah. Because everyone else is probably gonna be paying really careful attention. I feel like if if I was like to be super like you know people slip up. I would wait till the moment where they where that person slips up, thinks they're safe, is sleeping, kill them in their sleep. You know, because they mm-hmm. yeah they can't be awake for that long. You know. You know. I would, like, try to hide in a tree, but then I'd fall out of the tree and then die. Like, just out of my own stupidity. That's what would happen, guys. Count on it. Aaron. <laughs> Actually, no, wait. I'd fall off the pedestal at the beginning of the games that, like, explodes if anything falls off of it. <laughs> and then I'd blow myself up on accident, and then that's how I'd die. 100%. Yes. All right. Finally, the games begin. Katniss, as advised, doesn't go towards the cornucopia, instead runs into the forest. She sees a pack of career tributes, is surprised to see Peeta is with them. Later, a fire burns Katniss's leg. Katniss hides in a tree to avoid some career tributes, then spots Rue in another tree, who points out a nest of tracker jackers. Katniss cuts it down, killing two of them and stinging Katniss several times. Katniss returns to one of the bodies to get bows and arrows, and Peeta tells her to run just as Kato arrives, giving her enough time to escape. All while this is happening, Katniss is hallucinating weird green goo and other things coming out of people's people from the tracker jacker venom. So, epic, cool hallucination stuff. The hallucinations were really fun. Not to be, like, weird and like, ooh, I love gore. Because I'm not actually that huge a fan of gore. But hallucinations are kind of cool. They added extra spice. They did. They're nice. Yeah. Spicy. <laughs> yeah. No, not the slurp sound. <sighs> oh my god, no. I got enough no of that shape. a few months ago. Sorry, I was about to do it, but <clears throat> I held myself back. Thank yep. you, Adriana. I wouldn't do that to you. You have self-control. I don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe I do. Okay. It's not fun. Yeah, I, I think I think just the games I feel like there's so much action there's not at this point there's a lot of action but not like a lot of death depth. So there is a lot of death though. There is a ton of death, but not mm-hmm. a lot of depth, like emotional depth other than how can I survive, you know? That's what we're at at this point. Yeah, I do I do like the careers uh, though. Yeah, I was about to yeah, say the same thing. Woo! Twins, Adriana, I was gonna say the same thing. I really like the career tributes because I feel like they all have their own, like, personal personalities <laughs> um, that all are very individual, even though they both, they all have, like, the same kind of goal, which is win no matter what is needed to win. Mm. No matter Turns what's necessary. we were gonna say different things. Oh, okay, then Adriana, you go. I was going to say something about the career tributes, but differently. I do agree. I do like they had different personalities. However, I also like the concept of them in general because they're kind of that fun, like, bootlicker type thing. Is that the... That's maybe not the correct phrase. But they're people... They're... Of, they're still of the lower class. They're still the people who are under control of the capital, and they're the ones at their mercy. But they are people complicit in, in violence against themselves, which is kind of terrifying but cool yeah i really liked fox face i don't know if she was a career or not but i really liked her i think she was really smart and the way she went i think it was intentional but the fact that she went so 
stupidly. It wasn't her fault at all, but the fact that she... Wait, I forgot. How did she die again? So, um, PETA collected a bunch of poisonous nightshade berries. And on accident, on accident oh, and put them. So he like reverse psychology her on accident. I mean, there's a theory that Foxface actually killed herself with the berries instead of. We're talking about Foxface, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was a theory that she killed herself with the berries instead of like eating them accidentally because she's very clever and she has good knowledge of plants and stuff. And so, oh. in theory, she would know that they were poisonous. But she yeah. ate them anyways, so that's a fan theory. Oh, I like that. That's cool. I don't think it really has an effect on the book, but it's fun. Yeah. I think it does have an effect on the book, actually, because if she killed herself, then that's, in a small way, rebellion against the capital, even if the capital doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, as in, like... But yeah, it does. You're right. Rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next plot. Next plot. <laughs> next plot. Okay. Okay. Katniss meets up with Rue again and they ally. Katniss realizes that the Creole. Kare- Katniss meets up with Rue again and they ally. Katniss realizes the Creoles. What the heck? <laughs> Katniss meets up with Rue again and they ally. Katniss realizes the careers will have trouble with their supplies and detonates the mine they had set up, blowing up the supplies. She goes to find Rue, who has set up a diversion, and finds her just as another tribute stabs her with a spear. Katniss kills the other tribute, and when Rue dies, she covers her body in flowers. Rue was so cute. I was so sad when she died. I know, I love Rue. I like that she stood in trees. That was cool. I, I just like her personality. Like, it really just came down to luck. It really just came down to bad luck that she died. To be totally honest, I think she had the skills where she could have survived longer. Yeah, she was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Baby. She was baby. And then yeah. the fact that Katniss does, like, an active, 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 active rebellion um, when she covers her in flowers by showing the capital, like, this is barbaric. Stop. I thought that was really cool because Katniss had like a cool, st- strong, independent woman moment. Yes. And Can, it was yeah. like quiet rebellion. Mm-hmm. It was rebellion Side in tangent. an unusual way. Side tangent. Katniss is a great main character. She's like a little bit of a Mary Sue in a different way than, you know, Bella from Twilight is. But I still think she's a great main character. I also really like that she doesn't want anything that's happening to her, especially in the later books. Which I that is kind of like a uh, stereotype of the genre, but I think it's done really, really well because Katniss is like act, her mind is like actively kind of her mental health is actively deteriorating, and she's like I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore, which I found very cool. Also, I really like that that I think Stephanie Meyer recognized um, that Katniss was a little bit too much um wrong author priyanka stephanie, stephanie meyer, meyer is not the author of <laughs> who wrote the hunger games suzanne God. collins suzanne, suzanne collins. collins i'm so sorry they're two s oh names. you know <laughs> okay um i like how i think in the later books especially um suzanne collins realizes that 
Katniss is a little bit too much of, you know, like a Mary Sue. Like, she's a little, she doesn't have very many flaws. She's, like, kind of the ideal badass, you know? So, I think <clears throat> it's really good that Katniss becomes, like, you can see that the that the Hunger Games has taken a toll on her mental health, you know? Which I really like personally. It's not just like, oh, she, and she's super epic and cool even after such a traumatic thing happens to her, you know? Yeah, literally this. Yeah, it's really irritating in books when characters just bounce back from something that would traumatize anybody if it happened in Mm -hmm. real life. Literally in the beginning of the second book, she has a flash, she's like shooting deer and she has a flashback and sees herself like shooting Kato and Gail has to like comfort her and bring her back. Mm -hmm. My fire alarm is going off. Dang. It's not, there's no actual fire. It just does this. (laughs) Okay. Ours does that too. Yeah, same. A rule change is announced telling them two tributes can win if they are from the same district. So she shouts out for Peta and searches for him, finding him severely injured. Um, she tries to heal him a little bit, and very badly, and then they kiss, because why not? And then... Because they have to play up the romance. I mean, okay, I have some theories about that. And then Hamish sends them broth. I have some theories about the kiss. I think when she kisses him the first time, I think it wasn't to play to the cameras. I think she was just, like, so thankful that she didn't have to kill him. That, like, she didn't have to kill some, like, like, there was one person she didn't have to kill. That she just, like, kissed him. Like, in that moment, she was like, Mm -hmm. you exist. And I'm so happy that you exist. So she just, like, kissed him. I don't think she was playing to the cameras. Because the first kiss seemed very, like, impulsive. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. That is a very valid theory. I am still bothered that Peta hid for days just by painting his face to look like a rock. Especially when District 12 (laughs) has no cakes to paint because everybody's poor. Like... How did he learn to do that, number one? Number two, where did he get the paints, number three? How did he stay there with nobody stepping on his face? I think what he did was bury himself so that only his face was showing, cover his face with mud, um, and then close what? his eyes. And then he would have just blended That's in. That's what I thought What if someone did? steps on your face? I don't like, know. Then someone like, steps oh, on your face. like, oh, this is some squishy ground, huh? <laughs> okay, but... That's not- Keep in mind the fact that it's better to have someone step on your face and, like, have a broken nose, maybe, than for someone to, like, kill you. True. Yeah. True. I mean, he loses the leg. Oh my god, so- is Peta Gus Waters? <laughs> uh, wait, I wonder if it's the same leg. This is really important to me. I don't know. Oh! Really- <laughs> P- P- uh, Gus Waters. Uh, Gus you reincarnated Google what, like, into Gus- PETA. <laughs> you Google what, like, Gus lost. I'll Google what, like, PETA lost. Okay, this is extremely important. See, y'all, I do have I a type big brain, games on just it. in weird ways. Okay. In the best ways. And does it say? I don't know if it says. What? It doesn't say. I, someone says his right does. leg, his left leg, both legs. No. Oh, no, this was a trivia question. Okay, we're good. I'm pretty sure his right leg is the one that's injured. 
No, Peta loses his Peta loses his left leg. Okay. Does he? I feel like it's in the book, but I don't really want to bother looking through it. Also, I don't know where I put it. So, um, wait, isn't that the one that Gus has the stuff in, right? I'm not sure. I'm checking right now. No, Gus lost his right leg. No, I wanted them to be reincarnations. You know what? I bet. I bet. Uh, Gus's right leg and Peta's left leg meet up in leg heaven and get married. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> uh, fan fiction moments. Yeah, but when oh. the rest of their bodies die, they would join their legs, would they not? In heaven. Oh, I don't know. Assuming they join heaven. Peta x Gus. Leg edition. <laughs> Only legs. <laughs> yes. I don't like Somebody that. write this, but also please don't. Um, yeah. Yes, actually. Write it ironically. Very much please do. And then... But, like, ironically. At our email. Our first fan fiction. Yes. <laughs> it's like Dobby X the Sorting Hat. We need it in our lives, even though it is questionable. It's cursed. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Um, another announcement tells them that each tribute will find something they need at the cornucopia. For them, that means medicine for PETA. PETA says it's too dangerous, but Hamish sends basically sedatives, letting her knock him out and go to the middle. At the cornucopia, a tribute is about to kill her when Thresh, the other one from Rue's district, which is District 11, Saves her by killing the other tribute and letting her go because of her kindness to Rue. Katniss makes it back to Peta, giving him the medicine just before passing out. Thrush is great. I'm sad that he died, like, with the wild dog things. Yeah. If, like, neither Peta... If, out of all the tributes, who would you have wanted to win the Hunger Games, do you think? Obviously, we're biased because, like, we see this from Katniss's perspective, but... Realistically, like, who could actually win? Probably Foxface. I was gonna say Foxface. Yeah, but, like, cool. for cuteness levels, Rue. Rue, yeah. Mm. Honestly, I would have said... I would say Foxface. I think that Foxface is my favorite character. I don't know why. Just the idea of someone named Foxface... Actually, fun fact, um, Foxface's real name is most likely Finch. Oh. Oh, it's not her real name? My god. No, Foxface no. is not her real name. Katniss just calls her that because she has her name. names. Like Rue and Katniss. Actually, is Peta a plant, or is he named after the brood? <laughs> I think Peter he's kid. just named as- Wait, guys. Is oh, Katniss and Peta's ship name Penis? <laughs> oh, no. Please go! No! Did you not already know this? This is the entire point that when I was in fifth grade, I only shipped Gale and uh, Katniss for the reason that their ship name would be Penis. And I thought that was. I was too mature to think things like that, you know? It's Everlark. Okay, well, that's better. (laughs) It's Penis in my brain, okay? (laughs) I do not like your brain. (laughs) See. Priyanka, you and I are very compatible. You know, you love me more than Sky, right? Right. No, I don't think she does. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next few days, they spend a lot of time kissing. Good for them. We enjoy people who find comfort in things like that. Yes. 
Um, Candace goes out to hunt and comes back to find Pita has gathered a pile of poisonous berries, accidentally tricking one of the other tributes into thinking they were safe to eat. Um, they realize that all the water is dried up around them, so they have to go to the cornucopia where they know that there's a lake. They take some berries with them just in case they try to. They decide to trick Cato, the last tribute with, left with them. By the lake, Cato runs past them instead of at them, and they realize he's been chased by wolf-like creatures. They climb onto the cornucopia and realize that the creatures are some messed up combinations of wolves and the dead tributes. Whew! Thank you, Capital. You never failed to make things significantly worse. Cato attacks Peta, but Katniss and Peta manage to push him off the cornucopia. Katniss shoots him out of pity because Cato's body armor was keeping him alive. Just as Katniss and Peta think they've won, another announcement is made that there can only be one winner again. Neither Katniss nor Peta will kill the other, so Katniss takes out the poison berries. Just as she and Peta put them in their mouths, the announcer shouts for them to stop and declares them both winners, out-tricking the game-makers like Chew Icon. Let's you have to feel- discuss. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk uh, about Kato yes, for a second. you go. Is that okay? You go, Sky. Oh, wait, sorry? Oh, no, I said go ahead, Sky. Oh, um, I've just heard that people think he's, like, this really super violent, messed up character, and no, he's not really, like, maybe he is out of, out of off-page time, but you don't really see that that much. I know, personally, I've read about a lot more messed up, violent characters than Kato. It doesn't really matter, because that's the whole point of the Hunger Games. It, the capital is forcing everyone to, like, extreme violence. I'm so, them as characters matters less about who it, like, who they are as people matters less because to the capital, it's just a game. It all is a game. I'm and it's a sure. reminder of their, uh, like, control. I'm pretty sure Kato literally has a line in the book, or at least it's in the movie, about how, like, the games is controlling all of them to create, the, like, to make them, like, violent monsters or whatever. But what I wanted to say is that I feel really, really bad for Seneca Crane, who's the head game maker, because he gets executed because of the whole Barry thing, even though it really wasn't his fault. He was just the one that didn't allow both of them to kill themselves. Oh, he's the one who let- who- who changed the rule in the first place? Uh, that was Seneca Crane. Okay, and then when they're about to eat the berries, he's the one who immediately backtracks? Yeah. Oh, so he was, he let them win, and the capital was like, mmm, mm, just let him, no, no. Yeah, literally, he, like, is forced into a room of just, like, that just has, like, a bowl of the poisonous berries, and I'm like, dude, that kind of sucks for you, sorry. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that sucks, dude. Welcome back to the real world. Um, you're here because you're wondering... <laughs> Who do I love? And this has been a huge thing throughout the whole episode. And I just want to say, the person I really love is you. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I love you. Because you took time to listen to our episode. And that means a lot to me. And so I would love if you would rate and review us on iTunes. And... And maybe gave us a follow on Instagram. You know it. It's at Dear YA Authors. And maybe 
maybe like send us an email and you know what you need to send us an email with this week your gus x pita fix send us your gus x pita fix and we can just like feature some of them on our instagram pages you know it'll be great i would love to read your gus x pita fix and um please send them over send them send them along in our emails or maybe even send us a little link on, in our instagram dms the email address is dearyaauthors at gmail.com. Don't forget it. And uh, that's it for today, I think. Today was great. Thank you for listening. And stay tuned next week for the fanfics of The Hunger Games. And don't worry, it'll be great. Um, this one's a good one. Bye! Bye!